Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay, starting off our Mondays. We are 10 8 for Jesus. That means we are on duty. Uh, in service. Uh, Paul, uh, are you on duty, my friend? Yes, my friend. I'm on duty. And uh, uh, just let me know one thing. How's the weather out there in Kansas? <laughs> no, no, it's it's nice out there. It's, I think it's about uh, 80, uh, low 80s. It's beautiful. No wind. I nice. mean, it's, 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 a, it's a nice, quiet day. Hey, let me just nice. give, give a couple of news items before we jump into the first topic. I just want to mention that Twitter is accepting Elon Musk's renewed offer to buy social the, the social network at the original price. So let's see what happens there. They keep going back and forth, but uh, apparently uh, Twitter is accepting the offer. Also, something else in the news, uh, Trump files a $475 million defamation suit against CNN, and he says that there's further lawsuits that could be filed against other media companies that he calls the fake news. In fact, he was in my backyard yesterday in Mesa, Arizona, uh, Tens of thousands of people were there. I was over here. I'm over here in Kansas, so I I just watched it on the on the television. Also, uh, no no uh, no surprise, but the FBI uh, it seems to be like they're launching these terror campaigns against pro life activists, uh, pro lifers. Truly, these pro life leaders around the country are under siege by the Biden administration and its Gestapo, the FBI. Uh, he's weaponized law enforcement against uh, people of faith, patriots, and uh, conservatives. And finally, family, just want to remind you that October is the month which the church dedicates to the Holy Rosary. Uh, this is the devotion that Our Lady uh, loves most. And she's asked us to pray frequently, if not daily, if possible. She said that in several apparitions over to St. Dominic Guzman, to Blessed Alan de la Roche, to St. Bernadette Subaru, to uh, the three children in Fatima. This is the Marian devotion, which several popes throughout the centuries have endorsed and have yes, encouraged yes. the Catholic faithful to pray as a manifestation of our filial trust and our love for our mother Mary. By the way, my my uh, grandson is sick. He's in the hospital. They're, they're taking some tests. His name is Blaise Peel. That's my son Joshua's uh, firstborn son, Blaise Peel. So I just w- would like everybody to join me in a Hail Mary for, uh, for anybody who's sick in your family, uh, but in my family, it would be my grandson. They're doing some tests right now for meningitis. And so let's all do a Hail Mary yes, uh, yes. for all our sick family members. And I'll pray for my uh, my little Blaise Pio, my grandson. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. Full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, for sinners now, now and at the and hour, at the of, hour our death. of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mother Mary, pray for all of our sick family members, especially my little Blaise Peel right now. Amen. Paul, so uh, we have Father James Martin, the editor of America Magazine. He's a very celebrated author. He tweeted a lengthy commentary on the upcoming Supreme Court case, which is called Creative versus Ellis. And uh, this case is set for oral arguments. Uh, it's challenging the Colorado law that would further for, forbid uh, 
a, a lady from posting a message on our website explaining her religious objections to same-sex weddings. Uh, it, it's without a doubt, Paul, when you look at Father James Martin's tweets, this malformed Jesuit, he supports laws that compel Catholics to celebrate uh, homosexual marriage. Uh, this guy's on the wrong side of the issues, on the most important issue that the Bible is so clear about, the issue of sodomy, how this is an abomination before a holy God. Uh, Paul, uh, any comments? Yeah, Jess, uh, it's just amazing that we even have to have these conversations. Exactly. It, it, it really is. And who, who would have thought, right? But uh, let's just... Let's just, uh, uh, I want to ask a question. I'm just prompted to ask a question, Jess. Is homosexuality then just another sin? Is it, you know, is it, you know, is it just something that, you know, because the way, you know, his logic here, he, you know, he says, but notice that these business, well, let's quote his, his tweet first. He says, once again, the Supreme Court will take up the question of whether someone can refuse to do business with the same sex couple because it offends their Christian beliefs. You know, he should be defending Christian beliefs, Jess, but here he's prompting people to go against their own conscience, whether or not he, uh, you know, I mean, you know, th so that's the question at hand is should the, the law of the land, should the Supreme Court compel people to act against their conscience and against, you know, re regardless of whether Father Martin agrees with them or not, but, uh, He's basically, you know, uh, essentially saying the Supreme Court should compel these people, and in this case, this person, to um, violate their own beliefs and do what they what 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 is repulsive to them. What you know, what you know, in their mind is absolute wrong. Can, should the law do that, Jess? <laughs> and 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 by the way, this man, it, it's blasphemous to the tenth degree what he's doing because. He's an ordained Catholic priest, mm -hmm. not only an ordained Catholic priest, but he's part of a, uh, this, this order started by a very holy Jesuit, St. Ignatius of Loyola. Mm. It's called the Society of Jesus. That's what Jesuit means, Society of Jesus. These priests, once upon a time, they were, they were literally the SWAT team. They were, they were. The Secret Service, they were the Delta Force, they were the, 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 the Green Berets, they were the Rangers, they were the Navy SEALs of the papacy during the Reformation. These guys were the intellectual arm of the church mm -hmm. uh, that debated the Reformers at every turn and just smashed them. Mm -hmm. And uh, how far they have fallen, how yes. far the mighty have fallen. And I will tell you something that Father Martin believes uh, holds to the position that he holds to because why he, he he's fallen into the very the most uh the most basic error of modernist which is the bible contains errors every time you talk to a modernist a catholic modernist a protestant protestant modernist well i think they're all modernists uh you'll find or a catholic lay, layman a modernist you'll always find their arguments are based on this paul Hey, Paul, hey, Jess, relax. The Bible contains errors. Father Martin has already said that, so I'm not putting words in his mouth. That's mm -hmm. the basic uh, mistake 
of modernists. We've been warned by this by many people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, St. Paul knew about this. This is why he said, all scripture is inspired by God. Not, not, notice he didn't say inspired by men in 2 Timothy 3.16. Inspired by God. God breathed. And it is profitable for teaching, reproof, training, and righteousness so that the man of God may be made perfect. That's what we believe about scripture. Amen, Father Mark would just look at passages that, 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 uh, that, that, that seemed to militate against his homosexual position. And he's going to say, well, well, that passage is just wrong. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, Jess, listen, uh, using that logic, you know, it, you know, at, at this point, it becomes like the domino effect. If you can sit there and say, this passage is wrong, then anybody else can say, well, I don't agree that Jesus's death was a sacrificial death. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because that could be wrong as well. And it just undermines, just taking that modernist position, it undermines the whole religion. It undermines Christianity. And uh, it's, you know, because it's it's like the domino effect. You know, if, 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 if one domino falls, it all falls. And so the issue is, is uh, you have to maintain the fact that, like every true Bible-believing Christian does, that the Bible, as it was given to us clearly, is the word of God. And that has been preserved by the church uh, uh, over the last two, uh, the New Testament, at least over the last two millennia. Uh, and God, and obviously, for obvious reasons, God has, uh, you know, he wants us to um, uh, to have the truth, to possess the truth. He sent the he came into the world, the word of God made flesh so that we could uh, understand things about God that we that were not clear to us. Right. So God yes. basically became man so that there could be no doubt about things. And so to sit there and maintain a position that somehow the record of of, of that is somehow uh you know, whether it just uh, over the years, you know, we, we were careless and and it's just wrong. Uh, that's just absurd. Yeah. Uh, and Paul, uh, the church has been very clear about this. Uh, there's of all the of all the sins that offend God, the church in the tradition has put a category of four sins as the worst of all. The, mm. the four, these are the four mortal sins on steroids. Yeah. If this is carried on into the new catechism in paragraph 1867, it says this, the catechetical tradition also recalls that there are sins that cry to heaven. In other words, these sins are so bad that people are screaming, God, when are you going to yep. judge these people? Yep. What are these four sins that cry to heaven? Number one, the blood of Abel. That means killing an innocent human being. Number That's abortion. Two, the sin of the Sodomites. Mm. Three, the cry of the people oppressed in Egypt. And four, the cry of the foreigner, the widow, the orphan, and injustice of the wage earner. Hey, you're listening to Jesus 911. Paul Clay, Jess Romero. Uh, we'll be moving on to another topic. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Stop Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. I told Paul 30 years ago, one day we will be serving the Lord Jesus Christ together and sharing the gospel together. Well, the day's finally come. Here we are, uh, you know, two, two, uh, two, two men that love the Lord, uh, love the Catholic faith. Uh, we're patriots, we're conservative, and, uh, and and we are here because we know that there's nothing more important in life than getting to heaven and the salvation of your soul. Amen. And me and Paul Clay, uh, uh, we live life with a sense of urgency, not with a sense of fear, not with a sense of fear, but with a sense of. With a sense of urgency. So. Um... I guess we just lost Jess. He'll be back in a little bit. But uh, there's an article uh, you know, where Raymond Arroyo interviewed Cardinal Mueller. And uh, so we're just going to talk about, you know, just uh, for sake of uh, brevity, we're going to just, we're not going to uh, go Share his answers. Question. His answers? Yeah. Share his answers. Right? Yeah. Go, go ahead, Jess. Okay, so Raymond Arroyo asks a series of asks him a series of questions about the state of the church and about the fact that the, there's been a hostile takeover of the church as a result of the synod on synodality. The liberals, the modernists, right now are in power. And so his first question, his first response, he says this: uh, "I think that the approach is wrong." We have to listen to the word of God and then put it into practice. And yes. what he means by that is what he means by that is when he answers Raymond Arroyo, he's essentially saying that you can't change the church's teachings based on the suggest suggestions of a bunch of modernist, doctrinally malformed liberal lay people. Yes. The church is not a democracy. No. You can't take a vote on the truth. That's exactly what he's saying. So Raymond Arroyo asked him another question about the LGBT community. And what does he say, Paul? He says, uh, in the church, we have nothing to do. Okay. The, the aim, the aim of this theology, of this ideology. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The aim of this ideology was to instrumentalize Catholic, uh, Catholic church on the face, on the face for promoting their own ideas. But in reality, Everybody is welcome in the church, but first he must repent his sins and change his life according to the commandments of God. It is best for us human beings to follow the way of Jesus Christ and to change our life according to his commandments and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just that you, this is the, the, the obvious, you know, uh, repent is part of the process that means to change your mind to turn yes. away from the direction that you were yeah. going and to turn toward uh toward god uh this is what they're leaving out in the equation you see everybody is welcome in the church but not to remain in their sin as they are because we know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump that's like mm. saying i'm just going to let a little bit of cancer dwell in my body you know you you're you're invited into my body you know uh, just like you are how ridiculous would that be right no no 
you can be a you can be a, a cell so long as you're a functioning healthy cell. And if you're not, we're going to have to do a, some radical surgery and cut you out. And we might have to use chemotherapy. And you know, and 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 in that process, we know that a couple of good cells are going to be killed too, maybe more than a couple. But in the end, we will rout out that evil. That's right. Uh, and Paul, this 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 answer of his was in relation to the whole. If, you know, the whole LGBT, you know, uh, all are welcome. Come as you are. Uh, you know, let's let's dialogue and have a and yeah. And not, like you said, we're called to call people to repentance. That's the very basic message of Mark chapter one verse fifteen. The very first words that our Lord Jesus Christ said: "Repent and believe in the gospel." It 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 doesn't matter what you've done. But it does matter that you conform to the teachings of Christ and to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So he's asked John the Baptist. Exactly. So he's asked another question about uh, about female ordination. He says this in the church, we have nothing to do with political power and and to self-representation. But we have to follow the will of God and to be responsible for the salvation of all mankind. And we have to cooperate with the will of God. We have the mission of Jesus Christ to lead every everybody. Towards, towards salvation of Jesus Christ, who is the only Redeemer, not only to self-creation, to self-redemption. It's all manipulated, these ideas of ideology. So what he's saying is self-creation and self-redemption, uh, these are all manipulated ideas of ideology, and that has nothing to do with the gospel and the doctrine of the Catholic Church. In other words, we're not self-created. We're God-created. In other words, mm-hmm. we're not self-redeemed. We are God-redeemed. And so, uh, again, anybody saying, oh, we need to ordain women. Okay, that's not what God instituted. So yeah. we can change. That, that, that would be, uh, uh, you know, man's ordination. It would not be yeah. God's ordination. Yeah, and see, and, and, and he brings up the point. You know, God created us male and female. And based on that, he has certain roles that he has given each of the sexes. And, and, you know, and, 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 and responsibilities. And so, again, uh, just when he made man, he made uh, and he made woman, he made the husband is head of the wife. Now, that's not to be something that's, you know, a feminist will say, oh, uh, you know, how can you say that? Well, because God made us and he knows best how things function. And, yeah. and I'm not, you know, it doesn't mean that we lord it over our wives at all, but it just means that. It, it, it's it's no different than when I was on the sheriff's department, Jess. I was a lieutenant in the organization. I had a certain role. Uh, the deputies and the sergeants were underneath me, but it didn't mean I wasn't better than them. Uh, it just means that I had a different role to play within the organization. And in within the the I within creation, man has a different role to play than a woman. Amen. Preach it, brother. Hey, so uh, the next question he's asked, he's asked about uh, uh, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, and uh, which is they, before Vatican II was called the Holy Office before 1965. He says, the basis of the church is the word of God as a revelation, not our strange reflections. This agenda is a system of self-revelation, like Father Martin, for example. That, that's what he's referring to. This occupation of the Catholic Church uh, talking about the uh, the, the modernists uh, is a hostile takeover 
of the Church of Jesus Christ. And if you look at only one page or read, or read one page of the gospel, you'll see that it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And he's talking about the Synod of the Synod of Synodality. And in this agenda, the Synod of Synodality, they think that doctrine is only like a program of a political party who can change it according to their votes. Flip-flop. Spot on. Flip-flop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to no, flip-flop, right? Yeah. No, you can't. Uh, I'll make it very, I'll give you a basic argument for Catholics so you can know how to argue to the modernists or explain to them. God is unchangeable. We'll just leave it very, I'm going to leave it that simple. I'm not going to get into deeper words than mutable. God is unchangeable. God is the author of scripture. He's the primary author of scripture. So his word is unchangeable. Just remember that. That's Amen. all you have to remember. If yeah. God is unchangeable, God, the Trinity, he's, he's uh, unchangeable. He's the primary author of sacred scripture. Ergo, that means that his word is unchangeable. That simple. Paul, what's uh, the next question that they ask him and how does he respond? He's asked yeah, about that, hermeneutics, I think. Okay. So, uh, uh, okay. He asked, so, yeah, they're, they're asking him about divorce and remarried people receiving communion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how does he respond to that? Yeah. So he says... That is a hermeneutic of the old cultural Protestantism and observed modernism. That is the individual experience as the same level as objective revelation of God. And God is only a wall to you, which you can project your proper ideas and to make certain populism uh, in the church. And surely everybody outside of the church who want to destroy the Catholic Church and the fundament and, and the fundaments, they are very glad about these declarations. But it is obvious that that is absolutely against Catholic doctrine. We have revelation of God in Jesus Christ, and it is definitely closed and finished in Jesus Christ. This is absolutely clear that Jesus has spoken about the indissolubility of matrimony and how it is possible that. Cardinal Greg, um, how it is possible that Cardinal? I, I guess the name's Gretchen. Yeah, Gretchen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, how it is possible that Cardinal Greg is more intelligent than Jesus Christ, <laughs> uh, where he takes his authority to revitalize to subvert God, relative, relativize, uh, relativize. Uh, oh, oh, relativize. My bad. To subvert God. You know, Jess, uh, I'll, I'll just say this again. This goes back to the fact that, like you said, God is immutable. He changes not. With him, there's no shifting nor shadow of change. And God has established these things. Uh, he created uh, male and female. Jesus said, uh, you know, Moses allowed divorce because of the hardness of their but it was not so. That's not what God's intent is. And uh, so if we seek to live in the will of God uh, and clearly obey the word of God, then the church is spot on when it says, when it talks about the indissolubility of marriage. And I can tell you this, uh, we know, I can tell you firsthand, Jess, I've had a failed marriage. Thank God it wasn't a true marriage. It wasn't valid as far as the church is concerned. But, you know, 
the destruction that it causes in, in the breakup of a, of a relationship with children uh, without the sacramentality of, of marriage and the understanding that, no, God is, uh, you know, uh, is in this for, for better or for worse, yeah. uh, you know, till death do us part. Uh, I, I can't tell you the destruction that it has caused my own children uh, going through wow. divorce. Uh, anybody who has had to go through that will tell you it is the worst. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And that wasn't even a, 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 a thank God, you know, I mean, obviously I had a, a, fa- a, a faulty understanding of marriage and what it was supposed to be. But had I had a sacramental marriage, I would have had the understanding that, you know what, I have to make this work no matter what. And uh, to this day, my children would have been better off for it. But thank God, uh, better late than never. I am sacramentally married now, and uh, it's a wonderful thing. Thank you, Jesus. The Eucharist makes all the difference in the world, Paul. You had a a marriage that was Christ-centered, but you didn't have the, 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 the main component to strengthen your wills which is the Holy Eucharist and neither right. did she, obviously. Right, right. the happened. grace of the, the, the source and summit of the Christian faith, uh, yes. uh, grace, the fact that we actually receive uh, grace. Uh, uh, now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526- Two one five one. So, told Jesus, I will want two man car. Jess Romero, Paul Clay, uh, Cardinal Mueller was just interviewed by Raymond Arroyo last week. Phenomenal interview where Cardinal Mueller is showing us the errors that are coming out of the Senate of Synodality, and he's warning us. So, he's asked a question by Raymond Arroyo. Is the synodal process this hostile takeover of the Catholic Church? Cardinal Mueller responds this way. He says, if they succeed, in other words, uh, those that are running the Synod of Synodality, he says, it will be the end of the Catholic Church. And we must resist it like the old heretics of, <laughs> of the Arianism. Mm-hmm. When, when Arius thought, when, when, when Arius thought, according to his ideas, what God can do and God cannot do, and it is irrationalism, human, the intellect to decide what is true and what is wrong, close quote. Mm. Paul, and then he's asked, I want you to, res- what, what, what if Cardinal Mueller responds? He's asked yeah. about the working documents that went and the advisory committees and the synodal leadership that went into the, uh, into this, uh, these, this, uh, this synod of synodality document. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the experts that were chosen. What does Cardinal Mueller, how does he respond? Yeah, well, well, what he says, Jess, in the beginning is that, you know, they're being drafted. The Leadership Advisory Committee is a group of approximately 20 or so so-called experts, and that these are lay people, religious sisters, Catholic priests, and an archbishop who are, you know, he says, who are these people and why have they been chosen to put this working document together? Why not a group of cardinals, he asks. Why, you know, and so his answer, well, I love this answer. He says, they are dreaming of another church that has nothing to do with the Catholic faith. And they want to abuse this process mm. for shifting the Catholic church. And not only in another direction, 
but in the destruction of the Catholic Church. Nobody can make an absolute shift and substitute the revealed doctrine of the church. That's right. We have 2000 years of tradition here, uh, but they have these strange ideas as doctrine, as only the theory uh, of some theologians. Okay. So here again, Jess, you take the, the minority, they're, they're taking a, a fringe minority and they're trying to superimpose these strange beliefs over the bride of Christ, over the church. Uh, and uh, like he like he said in the last question, you know, they are they are attempting to destroy the Catholic faith. Now, we know the Catholic faith can never be destroyed, uh, but uh, there can be, you know, in this battle that we're going through in church militant, um, uh, you know, we can have some dark days. Absolutely. And, you know, and then the church could be forced to go underground at some point. But That's happened church, before. Yes, it has happened before in history, but we will still prevail. We must prevail because Christ will prevail. Yeah, you, uh, well, Christ is indestructible. The he has already Catholic prevailed. Yeah, yeah the, the, because and this is an old teaching that goes back to the Council of Trent, because Christ is indestructible, the head, uh, yes. his body, the church is also indestructible. So let's not forget that. Amen. So then he's asked... Uh, the next question he's asked is, why do you believe the Pope is allowing this? Now, he says, of course, none, none of us are, are God, so none of us really know. But he says, mm -hmm. this is a difficult question, but I cannot understand it. I must say it openly because the definition of the Pope uh, is based in the Vatican Council and the history of the Catholic theology. He has to guarantee the truth of the gospel and the unity of all the bishops and in the church, the revealed truth. And Peter was asked, and all the apostles asked, who is Jesus Christ? Is he a prophet or is he a new Elijah, another religious man? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And in this confession, they, they are included all the other mysteries, truths of the mysteries of the Catholic Christian faith, the incarnation, grace, and the sacraments. All is here included. So again, he admits, he's asked that question, he goes, I'm not sure this is a difficult question. In other words, there's, it's just like what St. Paul's always talking about, Paul, to the Thessalonians. He says mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a mystery to evil. There's a mystery to evil that sometimes we don't have a full grasp of, but we know this. We know that Satan's got his hands in the cookie jar right now. We could say that. We, we could say that Satan has his hands in the synod of synodality. So his next question he asked, he's asked, and I want you to give us his answer, He's asked that, that, you know, Protestant pastors, Jewish rabbis uh, consider the importance of the Catholic Church because it's the center. Uh, but uh, the Catholic Church basically holds everything together. That's the question he's asked. If the Catholic Church falls apart, everybody falls apart in some way. In fact, I even heard Billy Graham say that before he died. Yeah. He said this like 20 years ago. He goes, if the Catholic Church ever falls apart, all Christendom falls apart. Yeah, uh, yeah that, I, that, I that, heard, was, uh, that, that was... I, um, I, Go ahead. I think that was uh, uh, Pat Boone that said that. He's also him too. No, so, so yeah. did Billy Graham and Billy yeah. Graham. Okay. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these, these iconic Protestant figures, they know, they know that the bulwark that was left by Christ on planet Earth is the Catholic Church, and so uh, yeah, many of them have made those statements. But go ahead, yeah. how do you respond, uh, Cardinal? Yeah. Uh, he says that is coming. Oh, okay, just one second. 
Um, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Was, that is coming I, from the authority. Yeah. yeah, that is coming from the authority of Cardinal Greg, his own revelation for him. And not only this, it is a theory about so-called processes which are overcoming revelation. And everybody knows who studied the first semester of sociology, the church and the authorities in the church cannot change the revelation to, to found a new church according to things and then use all the offices speaking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a way of Presbyterianism or all these pneumatic uh, movements outside of the Catholic Church, substituting Jesus Christ. It is the Spirit of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that will introduce us into full truths, but once said, forever revealed in Jesus Christ, and therefore not an impulsive only for one process, which leads us to the end of uh to the end against the revelation. So Jess, essentially he's saying, um, Oh, look uh, at the last, no, the next sentence is, is good where he talks about, I'm wondering that as Cardinal Gretsch here presents himself as a super authority, he's not yeah. a recognized theologian. He has yeah. no importance in the academic theology and how yeah. he is now presenting a new hermeneutic of the Catholic faith only because he's the secretary of the synod which has no authority about the doctrine of the church yes. and all these sin of the bishops and the process has no authority in no magisterial way, man. He just nails it right yeah, there. Yeah. And just listen, this is a breath of fresh year, uh, fresh air for us. It is important that we have um, these, uh, these, these strong voices at the leadership of our church to oppose these ideas and to call it out for what it is. Because yeah. they have been all too silent, Jess. Uh, yeah, and for, yeah. So for me, I, I'm loving this and I'm loving his strong stance. I think he's to the point where he's saying enough is enough. And he's yes. basically thrown down the glove. And it's like, okay, okay, we're ready to do some uh, some grappling now. <laughs> <laughs> some hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> you know about no, this. No, no, you're stuff. right. This, this looks like full. Yeah, this looks like full contact Catholicism to me. Yeah. So then yeah. Raymond, Arroyo show, Raymond Arroyo shows him a picture, all these photos uploaded to the Vatican Synod Facebook page, illustrating the Synod on Synodality. One picture has a female priest prominently featured, along with a young man in a pride shirt uh, mm. that's on this Vatican website. Uh, the illustration reads, we are the young people of the future, and the future is now animating this blossoming mission that is larger than any of us. Uh, we desire to be on the advisory councils and make decisions. So Cardinal Mueller responds this way. He's saying this. This is the desire of the modernist. I'm, I'm excluding that modernist to take over mm-hmm. a power which doesn't exist. A want to be more intelligent than God himself. It is like the Marxistic form of creating the truth by presenting uh, by, by presenting of his own power. They have the path. They have the intention to substitute their own subjective ideas against the revealed reality of Jesus Christ as is the path to the destruction of the Catholic Church, close quote. And some of the things that they're promoting on this Synod of Synodality Facebook on the Vatican page is a female priest and a man wearing a pride shirt. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder what the I wonder what agenda these guys have. 
Yeah, Jess, let me tell you something. It's it's clear uh, what's going on in our own country. We can see that the plan has been to take the high ground, so to speak, and to uh, take over um, uh, the education system is to introduce these new ideas contrary to the ideas that were uh, put forth in the Constitution of the United States. And what we're seeing right now as a result of that is all the destruction, all the mayhem that's going on in the country right now. It's a result of uh, it's the same. uh, It's the same approach. And they're trying to do it in the Catholic Church. And so the mayhem that you see going on within the church and the confusion is, you know, would you know, just look at the, what's going on in the U.S. as a model, and you'll see that is that same model is, is in that approach. You know, the, the idea that they can take these foreign ideas far into scripture and they can influence and change things in order to change the religion. That's what they're trying to do to our country. The liberals are trying to change our country to get rid of the Constitution to to basically uh, recast you know, uh, the things that we stand for and force their ideology upon us. And that's what these people are doing within the church. Well said, well put, Paul. Uh, He's asked by Raymond Arroyo, Cardinal Mueller's asked, is this a play for Vatican III? Is that what they're attempting here to to kind of a creative pop culture Vatican III? And Cardinal Mueller says, yes, it certainly is. It's very astonishing that it's allowed under the authority in this context of the Vatican and it gives the impression that it's really possible that the church can change, that the mm-hmm. synod organizers are authorizers to be the audience of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is only a function for them. It has, mm-hmm. now Cardinal Mueller comes strong, he goes, it, talking about the synod, has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit who reveals himself as the Father, Son, of the Holy Spirit. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, two-man car, Soul Patrol, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Hey, we got my good buddy, John Yep. He's uh, he's uh, out of the diocese of Phoenix. John is a very interesting young man. This guy was about a year away from being ordained a Catholic priest, but God had other plans for him. And uh, now uh, John is uh, very active in the Catholic Church. He's a he's a Catholic activist, uh, an organizer. He's also a political activist. John, welcome to the to Jesus Nine Hundred One, and and tell tell me about October Thirteenth this Thursday over in Scottsdale, Arizona. You're uh, you're you're having a conference of some very powerful Catholic, well known speakers. They're coming to Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, what's the focus of the conference and what's the conference called? Well, it's funny, Jesse, backing up, you called me a Catholic activist. I never thought of myself as an activist. It was always like the two, <laughs> the two go hand in hand, right? If you are Catholic, you are active, right? Man. So, um, and you're, and, and you love your country and you're patriotic. So, uh, just call myself just a normal guy. Like, uh, the other two dads were arrested by the FBI last week. We just, just raising kids and doing our thing, right? Trying to, trying to save souls. So he's, he's a combatant. <laughs> exactly um yeah so no i call phoenix home you know uh like you lived around but um I, i'm here in the middle you know we got a midterms coming up we i kind of put my other work to the side for the moment and just uh 
I uh, have gotten involved because this is this is crucial. You know, this isn't just higher taxes, lower taxes. And honestly, I was just sitting in my office one day and we were, you know, a group of us were looking at the at the races and it just didn't make sense that the the five most important races right now, governor, secretary, state, Senate uh, and some key congressional races all have um, the opposing party, the Democrat Party, uh, who people who say down to a T, all five of them claim that they are Catholic. And I was, we were like, okay, well, scratching our heads, what does it mean to be Catholic? Because these people aren't Catholic. When you go against the five non-negotiables of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, you can't, right. you know, you're not Catholic, right? So, um, um, they're fake Catholics. They're yeah. fake Catholics. Yeah, good way to say it, right? So, um, so what's happened? October thirteenth, you know, um, a group of uh, a lay people wanted to put on a conference. They asked me to be the MC uh, for the event. Uh, it's October 13th. Um, anyone who's Catholic should know that significance of that date, right? That's the one of the greatest apparition anniversaries ever, Fatima. So it has going to have that theme. And it's going to base it's put on by a group called Catholics for Catholics. It's kind of a play on words. Uh, basically, like, you know, it's Catholics are going to vote for who's really Catholic, right? It's not enough to call Lord, Lord and try to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's the ones who exactly. fulfill the will of my heavenly father. So, um, that's what we're doing this Thursday night. We're having, um, you know, we're going to be highlighting some of these politicians who are uh, uh, living out their Catholic values. Some are baptized Catholics, you know, like Blake Masters will be joining us. Uh, but you have Mark Fincham will be joining us, um, who's not a Catholic, but his his principles basically um, line up uh, with ours. Absolutely. And the head note speaker is General Mike Flynn. So General wow. Mike Flynn, who is he's Catholic, he's Catholic. Love, love General Flynn. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, he's General Flynn will be on there and uh, he's coming, um, you know, heroic that he is. He just his whole neighborhood just got hit by the hurricane, but he's coming because he knows the importance of Arizona. Um, wow. And uh, we kind of have two lungs like it hinges on two lungs. We have the lung of uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing Ratzinger's fetus Horatio analogy, but it's the lung of the politics with General Flynn um, yeah. representing yeah. the America First movement. And then we have Father James Altman, who's going to come and bring the clerical firepower. So, <laughs> Firepower, <laughs> another combatant. <laughs> uh... That's right. So, so what's the message that uh, that they're going to give the Catholics in the Diocese of Phoenix? Is that there's clarity, you know? Okay. It, it, yeah. it, you know, we we for 20 years in the church or whatever more we 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 always stop at this, you know, uh, whenever it comes election time, a typical document comes out forming your conscience in terms of elections, and it stops at uh, vote your conscience. Okay, n understood. But you know something, it, it, you can get away with that if it's lower taxes, higher taxes. But when it's like fundamental things about like uh, killing a baby after it's born and Preach it, brother. open borders, <laughs> I mean, hello, let's just take do the duty that we can do as a political C4 organization and as Catholics to say, uh, duh, that we can basically endorse, you know? Yep. So yep. there, people that got to get this in their heads. And this is one thing that because it's a, it's a Catholics for Catholics, a C4 organization, it's going to advance an educational piece too, along with uh, highlighting political candidates. But the educational piece is that there is a precedence in the Catholic church for condemnation uh, in participation in some political parties. We've done it in the past, 1940s, uh, 1930s in Germany. So that that conversations need to start happening. Is a time where we should really seriously look at the base on the party platform, the Democrat Party. If you yes. are a member as a Catholic, that doesn't jive. That's right. That's right. I, I heard one uh, bishop say that there are inherently evil things about the Democratic platform that any Catholic in good 
conscience and good standing with the church cannot endorse those ideas. And I think yeah. that's what you're saying. And, and, and we need that clarity and we need a voice. It's unfortunate, but the leadership of our church, the, the U.S. Uh, Conference of Bishops need to speak loudly on this issue. Can you imagine all the Catholic voters out there if they voted consistent with what the Catholic Church teaches? Wow. This would be a different country. Wow. Absolutely. 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 So, John, what 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 can people what can people expect uh, that 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 attend the conference? Uh, what what do you think that they're going to receive? Come not so much to receive. If you're coming, first of all, come to give because okay. we're going to witness. We're like this is our opportunity to show up and show these candidates um, that what brings the Catholic voting quorum together um, is not. Um, love of uh, a second amendment. It's not gun rights for this candidate or that. Can not that that's bad. We're, we support that, but we have a much deeper reason that brings us to the table to vote and get involved in politics. Yes. It's the most transcendental reason. And there is no other group. Not only are we such a key demographic in voting, we decide elections. That's amen. Proven. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we we have a structure in our Catholic Church to organize and to mobilize like nobody else because of our hierarchical structure. Which you know the evangelicals don't have it as handy. So we ha- we come, we're coming to give on Thursday nights, and you're going to receive too. Um, you're going to receive because we need to be together. We need to be around other like-minded Catholics who just are like, well, get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I like I'll, that, I'll, John. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what they're going to receive. They're going to receive moral clarity, and that's exactly what Catholics need. Is they need a voice of moral clarity, not and they don't need a document that says vote your conscience. You know, yes. rubber stamp, USCCB. What does that mean? That's garbage. That doesn't yeah. say anything. That doesn't give anybody yeah. moral clarity. Yeah. People, uh, as, as Father Benedict Rochelle told me once, uh, and Father Carapi, two, two friends of mine in the past, they told me that you got to talk to Catholics at about a fourth or fifth grade level. And he says, because that's where most of them are at. And so you have to tell them, look it, you can't vote for a candidate that believes and supports abortion. They yeah. get that. That's moral clarity. You can't be giving them USCCB gobbledygook language and expect them to decipher it. Uh, so, 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 uh, John, who is Catholics for Catholics, uh, the, the, the host organization? Because I know people are going to be asked, answering, who are these guys? Are, are these guys going to be doing national conferences or is this just something to, for Arizona? What, who are, who's Catholics for Catholics? Definitely going to go national. It's a group of lay people, um, you know, that kind of wrote out their, um, uh, uh, reason of being on their website, wh- who we are, what we're going to do, um, is this is really their first flagship event. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's going to go on and beyond it's, it really, it's filling a void. You know, these yes. men, these lay people wouldn't be doing this on a Thursday mm-hmm. night if there was clarity yes. from leadership. Now we're going to, you know, we are going to be bold. We're going to, we're going to be respectful of church leaders. But we're also calling a spade a spade because Amen. Amen. What do we got? We're up against the wall, people. It, so. You know, I love just, uh, just this guy. You know, yeah. I can see your enthusiasm. I can see your energy. And to me, you're a dangerous man because when people like you start putting your mind to say, we're going to do something, and I'll tell you what they're going to receive they're going to receive a mandate, right? That's like right. you said, it, it's time to do. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're not, you know, just going to, you know, receive information. We're going to receive a mandate to go out sort of like the, the mandate Christ gave us to go out and make disciples of men. Only in That's this right. instance, we're going to go out and 
and be mandated, uh, you know, to vote, our, you know, according to, and consistent with your Catholic teachings, because a double-minded right. man, sacred scripture says a double-minded man, he is unstable in all his ways. It's Amen. time for us to show some stability. Amen. John, you got a minute, brother. Uh, invite the folks October 13th, where and when and what time? You got one minute. And is there a website? C4C.com. That's the letter C, F-O-R, and then the letter C.com. C4C.com. Go there. There's still some tickets left. Um, we are uh, we had a major uptick in, in registration in the past like like 24 hours. Nice. So that's been awesome. I think we're gonna pack, we're gonna sell this thing out. Um, so if you want tickets, go there. And then um, if if anything, just keep us in prayer and keep us in the mission. Well, by the way, we're announcing too on the on the on the event night, we're going to talk about uh, our documentary, our, which is going to be released in the spring um, of 2023, about what is a Catholic, kind of playing off on the recent documentary, what is a man, what is yeah. a Catholic, what does it mean to be Catholic? Uh, I like so, that. So and, and, and all that's and on that significant date, I say Our Lady's involved in this. It's going to be, I'm, I'm predicting a huge success. Swear to God, <laughs> it's her idea. I swear to God, That's it's her right. idea. So. Good stuff. Hey, right, well, uh, John, I'll see you on Thursday. And uh, John, this is my buddy, Paul Clay. I've worked with him 30 years ago as a young rookie cops. Uh, Paul, <laughs> this is my good buddy, John Yep. Uh, my, my, yeah, and uh, you guys will meet one day, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, like. Uh, iron sharpens iron. And, you know, the Bible says that we have all things in common in Christ. I feel like I've known him for 30 years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Yeah. Okay, October October 13th. Let's show up Scottsdale, Arizona, C4C.com, C4C.com. I'll be there. I'll be in the front row. I can't wait to go see my friend, Father James Altman. Yes. Uh, give us some power preaching with Devil Destroying Theology. And also General Mike Flynn. I can't wait to hear him. And uh, and uh, it's going to be in a, a, a great. This is a good place for good Catholics to meet other good Catholics, exchange numbers, and just network with all the right people so that we can make a change. Thanks, John, for coming on, brother. God bless you for all you do. Likewise, thanks, gents. Mm -hmm. See you. See you Thursday. All right, buddy. All right, Paul. We're out. E O W. End of watch. Uh, we'll see. We'll see you guys uh, next time. Same Christ time. Same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. Viva Cristo Rey.